Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios, this is Talk 94.5. Feel my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey went, but I know where to start. Time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's all over. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. What a coincidence, it's Reese Boyd. I'm right here in the studio. (laughs) Your host for this little excursion into broadcast excellence that we call Saturday Morning Coffee happens every Saturday morning, 7 a.m., 7 to 9. When I'm not here in the studio, I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, attorneys and counselors at law. We're not just attorneys. We're also counselors, Glenn. Yeah. Counselors. Yeah. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. Beautiful Saturday morning on the drive-in. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing it with us. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events all the things happening in your world, all the things that we think you need to know. We try to unpack the events of the, this crazy world happening around you, unpack those and help you uh, think through all the things that we need to think through. Thinking is hard sometimes and not always obvious, but uh, here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited government, folks. Novel idea, limited government. Your government, want, your your president wants to spend another six trillion on top of the gazillions he's already spent since he got in office in January. But nonetheless, here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about the government which governs best by governing least. Maybe one day it will happen again. We're all about limited government because that means lower taxes. How you feeling about those forty percent capital gains rates that they want to <laughs> they want to drop on you retroactively, Glenn? Retroactive, retroactive uh, yeah. capital gains taxation. Uh, it's, <clears throat> it's a great idea. Let's get let's get let's get right to work on that. Lower yeah. taxes means more freedom, folks, for all of us who are we the people. That means you. That means me. All of us who do the working, the living, and the dying here in these United States of America. We have a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level, right here in the studio, right there in your kitchen, right. There, wherever you are, listening to the sound of my voice. So we invite you to settle in, pour yourself a cup of that favorite coffee, and join us as we help you get your Saturday morning off on the right foot. Joined here in the studio, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you this morning? I'm good. Aren't we supposed to be, like, starting to celebrate a uh, anniversary? Isn't the anniversary one more week? Uh, Yes, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that uh, voice is uh, none other than Glenn Dye, and he is reminding me that we have an anniversary coming up. Yeah. It's been uh, 
two years, Glenn. Yeah. We've done it. Closing in on our two-year anniversary, two years in the business, on the air every Saturday morning here at Talk 94.5. I think our first episode went live on June 29, 2019. Yeah. So we're coming up on two years. I think June 26 will be the show. Okay. But I had this queued up because I thought it was like today for you and a couple mm-hmm. more weeks for me. You remember that one from the first I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of weeks to think about it. We need okay. to think about uh, a celebration. A celebration. Yeah, we've got a two-year celebration coming up. So we, uh, and I appreciate the audience. By the way, I ran into uh, several listeners this week in in various uh, settings. One out, one out to dinner. One just out riding around. And so I appreciate all the uh, feedback that you guys give and uh, all the support that you have given the show. And uh, let's take it on the road. Let's take it. Let's take yeah. it on the road. Let's yeah. go on tour. Let's, yeah, take it on tickets. the road for a week, and um, you know we can have somebody in here working the board, and we'll go out and then yeah, we can go broadcast from like a, a breakfast place. Yeah, one of your favorite. Go, breakfast we can go broadcast place. from a coffee shop if yeah. you have a coffee shop. You'd like us to come broadcast from your locale. Get in touch with us. Let us know. We'll try to do something. We do have the technology. We though. have the technology. And we it's can, quality. We can build it. We can make it better, stronger, yeah. faster. <laughs> That's funny. I mentioned the six million dollar man yesterday. Yeah, because so, I wondered how many six trillion, <laughs> yeah. six million, six million, yeah, trillion. We don't need tri- no, yeah. We don't need no stinking <laughs> millions. We don't need no. We don't need your millions. Million. It's funny. Everybody does a little billions yeah, when they say yeah. billions now. One million dollars, and that seems measly, uh, sir. It's been a long time, but a million dollars really isn't that much money anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah really Dr. Not. Fauci. As yeah. uh, Everett Dirksen would say, uh, you know, a trillion here, a trillion there. Yeah, a couple hundred thousand a year for pretty, a few years. Pretty yeah. soon you're talking about real money. Yeah. And that's in a billion-dollar building. So, you know, it's just like pebbles oh, yeah. on, pebble on Mount Rushmore. A pebble. Yeah. yeah we gotta, we've got to talk about the Fouch. We've got to talk about the Fouch. And, um, you know, one thing I'll, I'll say, I'll tease, I'll, I'll give you this, Glenn. I've been listening to Anthony Fauci for a while now. And I want you to consider this. I think we should at least consider, think about his voice. Now, I have not, full disclosure, I have not done a scientific voice print analysis. Okay. So I, I don't know for sure. But I think we should at least consider the possibility. Tony the Fouch, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. I think we should at least consider the possibility. I think he's related to the that, sisters of the Simpsons. Oh, you know, the ones that smoke all the time yeah. on the Simpsons. We should consider the possibility that Tony the Fouch may be a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. He may be uh, a Muppet. A, definitely a puppet. Yeah. Definitely a puppet. Definitely a puppet. Yeah. How do you go from, this is on the agenda today, how do you go from spending, what, 500000 over six years to spending $3 million? And, in fact, what we are learning is that your tax dollars, Glenn, my tax dollars, mm-hmm. were going through the NIH to China to a level four biological research lab, a virology lab, yep. run, maybe not directly, but run by the Chinese Communist Party that were literally doing research on coronavirus transmission from bats to humans. And we were paying for it. Yeah. And it appears, it appears, I note that with an asterisk, it appears <laughs> that that may have been the source of the worldwide pandemic that has cost us all gazillions of dollars right right i mean how crazy is that i mean you can't you can't make you can't make that stuff up well, he lied and that clearly lied yeah, yeah so i he is being asked now to come before uh congress yeah he's going to be subpoenaed yeah, I, 
those emails are um, <laughs> pretty uh, t- uh, telling of the truth. Yeah, you know? well, it's it's funny how how much truth you can get when somebody is candid. Yeah. Now, science is a fluid thing. Science is data, and data is always evolving. Yeah, and what I didn't know in February, you know, I know now. You know, I once had a I once whatever. had a I once had a client, Glenn Fout. The Fouch reminds me of a client that I once had, and I would we would have a meeting, and he would give me some marching orders, and he would say what he wanted to do, and what certain things were and were not, and right. what we were what our approach on a particular subject or case was going to be, and I'd meet with him again, like the next day, and and the message would be completely different, and I would be like, uh, Bob, what happened to the whole you know everything that happened. Yesterday, well, I've I've been to sleep since then. Oh, I've been to sleep, oh, and I'm like, wow. oh, okay. All he's, right. he's a guy, a man that sleeps on it. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of people like that. Anyway, we've got all that and more to talk about today. We invite you guys to join the show. You can call in at eight four three nine zero three two nine four five or text your comments to the pcrxcomputers.com text line. That number is eight four three seven nine eight eight two five five. So. Join us here on the show. It's Reese Boyd and Saturday Morning Coffee. That's Glenn Dye. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team. So, Greg, we all know the real estate market is super hot right now. Can you give folks a quick snapshot of what's going on? It's never been a more hot seller's market in my career. I mean, just think, one year ago, we had nearly 4,000 homes for sale. Today, we have less than 1,100 on the market, and 40% more homes are selling each month. So, complete opposite of what we had a year ago. You've been in this market for over 24 years locally. How does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese. Doing this for 24 years, we've learned a few things, and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind, and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call today. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around and the mazes of the underground. Are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Milo is your best friend, he's your second cousin. All roads lead to he's the rising sun. Milo is a long, long way from home, yet. Milo is a name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.20 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We uh, were giving out the text 
numbers and call-in numbers right before the break. Wanted to finish that process. You can also, uh, just a reminder, you can call in with your comments. 843-903-2945 is the call-in number. And the text line, again, for those of you who don't know, it is the PCRXcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-8255. You can also tweet your comments to the show. The handle is at Reese Boyd. Or email your comments to the show at SMC at gmail.com. Also, many of you called. I got a few calls this past week. Many of you love to call the office. Give me your thoughts during normal business hours, a little more reasonable time frame for making a phone call. That number at Davis and Boyd is 843-839-9800. So I look forward to catching up with you guys. Always love to hear from you. And also, uh, Give a shout out this uh, morning to uh, those of you already checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. James from Myrtle Beach checking in. Good morning. Good morning, James. Talking about the lies begat lies begat lies, which is, I think, what we are are seeing. You really wonder what they are talking about, Uh, Glenn. You know, you really wonder. And it seems as though there was such a conspiracy to dispel this idea. From Trump. That, yeah. Well, (laughs) to, to dispel the idea that the that the virus could have leaked from right. a lab. Yeah. When to those of us looking, we've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about it again. But for those of us just looking at it from a distance, you know, what are the odds that a tenth of a mile from this wet market where they're saying it just happened Appeared. to yeah. appear because of some bat soup or something? Yeah, bat yeah. soup. Yeah. Or or maybe these little armadillo creatures, the the, the pangolins. Oh, the um the uh, armadillo on the half shell. Yeah, yeah. armadillo on the half shell. Yeah, okay. And less than a tenth of a mile away is a level four virology lab. Oh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Yeah. So, and uh, Susan Butler also checking in. Yeah, you know, I haven't heard from Susan in I a know. while. Good Thanks morning. for checking in with yeah, us, Susan. Susan checking in, saying she's yeah. been a, always, loyal, a loyal listener for two years. And always great to see her. Yeah. I saw her at the Asher Theater last. Um, yep. Yeah. Cadillac Gary checking in. Larry Biddle also uh, checking in. So thanks, guys, for uh, starting your Saturday morning with us. Always uh, glad to hear from you. want to remind you guys that Saturday morning coffee is also available if you are not up on a particular Saturday morning, speaking of. If you want to catch the show after the fact, you can always um, check out the show on the Apple CarPlay or Google Play or other, just about any podcast platform, actually. If you go search for Saturday morning coffee, just look for the red and blue coffee cup logo and uh, click on that show and click subscribe and you'll be all set. You'll automatically get episodes downloaded to your car or your CarPlay or Google Play, your phone, whatever uh, system you happen to use. So I encourage you guys to check out the podcast as well and subscribe. And a uh, lot uh, going on, as Glenn said, we're coming up on our second anniversary That'll be happening at the end of the month. We've got to figure out what we can do to celebrate that, Glenn. But um, maybe uh, maybe give some stuff away. That's I was one thinking we get. I was thinking we get with management and get a budget. Get a budget. Let's <laughs> yeah. get a budget. Yeah. Let's get a budget in place. That's. Uh, uh, let's do the Fouch. We won't. Let's try not to spend more than five hundred thousand over six years, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll and, keep it. We'll and, keep it at that. And maybe we can get with uh, your handler, Bob. Yeah, get Bob's with my handler, handler. My, yeah, people, and, my people. Get and, with um, my people. Maybe he can uh, come up with an idea for us. So um, was a was a big week, uh, news wise. A lot going on. A lot to talk about today. Of course, uh, Monday was Memorial Day. So uh, 
important holiday there. Had a couple of you called and said, oh, your show was a little bit of a downer last week and, and you're so somber. And I'm like, like, I'm not trying to be sad, y'all. But the reality is Memorial Day is a remembrance and it's a somber event. Yeah. It's not happy-go-lucky. It's not Mr. Happy-go-lucky. Celebrate doesn't really go with Memorial Day. No. Celebrate I mean, goes with Fourth of July. I, yeah. Labor yeah. Day. I'm perfectly fine with you saying happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Nothing somber yeah. about that. Let's celebrate. Complete celebration. But, um, but yeah, when you Memorial. say happy Memorial Day, eh, it's coming. I, I get it. If I, I, yeah. I know people mean well yeah. when they say that, so I'm not really criticizing that. But it's not really a happy day. We, we sit back and we reflect on the million or so people who have lost their lives defending the freedom that you and I, that we all enjoy. And it's not so much that we're really, really sad, but we're just, you got to remember, freedom is not free. That's right. And it's a uh, remembrance that they fought for our freedom and that we need to stop the Democrats from trying to take it away from us. Take it away, exactly. And we're now surrendering boom, it boom. in small bites. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Exactly. So we had that. A couple of you called, and but got a lot of uh, positive feedback as well on the Memorial Day show and or the Memorial Remembrance last weekend, last Saturday. So thank you all for that. One thing I did note, I saw a bunch of flags out on, I mean, everywhere. And it was it was funny. One of my um, one of the folks, uh, a client of mine who had uh, recently moved from up north. He said, Reese, I love O'Ree County. I love South Carolina. Memorial Day flags are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where they were, I think, upstate New York. A couple of years ago, they moved down to South Carolina. He said, you didn't see as many in, in, in my neighborhood. He said, I love being in a neighborhood where everybody flies their flag. And one thing, you know, one thing I did notice, guys, this is important. I appreciate everybody flying the flag. It means a lot. It means a lot to everybody. It means a lot to me. As a matter of fact, next year, I'm going to go do a little photographic essay of all the flags that I see being flown in my neighborhood. Because I, really, I was really overwhelmed by some of the stuff that some of my neighbors did. Really good stuff. But if you're going to fly the flag, I did see a couple of people that, that slipped in this regard. If you're going to display the flag or a series of flags or a bunch of flags, don't let them touch the ground. Yep. And uh, I saw that happen in a couple of yards. And, and it's just important that the flag be displayed in a manner that, uh, that you don't. Proper flag yeah. etiquette. Proper flag Which you can etiquette. find on Google easily. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, all, I think Memorial everywhere. Day, it should have been half staff. So if you have a pole, a pole off, yeah. your, off of your house, there's actually a slot so it can go half not, staff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. And on Memorial Day. And so, but we had fun with that. We, um, you know, always encourage the kids to get involved and, and help us put the flags in the yard. And it's just a, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to remember and to remind them and re- to remind everyone that, as I said, freedom is not free. So thank you all for uh, joining us in that remembrance. Yeah. Um, also, uh, again, as we were talking about before the break, uh, a lot of news this week about the origins of the uh, Wuhan flu. COVID-19, and we were, we're wondering if Fauci and, and the media, frankly, will ever be held to account. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about that. Also, Biden gave an historic speech in Tulsa <laughs> this week. Did you catch that? And when I say historic, I mean historically bad. Yeah. It was uh, awful. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I mean, it was a, a, an unbelievable display of overt, egregious, explicit racism. Just pure race-baiting and and sowing the seeds of division, and it really bothered me a lot. It I really bet. bothered me a lot. It really did. And uh, this president is divisive. 
he is, he's devious, y'all. And what we are doing now in this country is we are sowing the seeds of our own division. And division leads to conflict, and conflict, if unresolved, leads to open conflict, and open conflict leads to destruction. And so we've got to get our hands on this. We've got to get our arms around it. And we've got to get these crazy, crazy knuckleheads out of office, including this awful president. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit more. I'm going to unpack that speech. And it oh, really, good. it should be buried, okay? It should be buried. It should never be heard again. It was just pure, the, the, the peddling of the, of, the, of the lowest order of just race, identity, politics. That's all it was. And I know he went there for a particular reason. He claimed he wanted to commemorate the 100th anniversary of, of the Tulsa uh, riots. He called it a massacre. He said right. it was not a riot. He said it was a massacre. Yeah, I was say that. Um, so I know he went there for a stated purpose, but it was just a terribly divisive, in my opinion, terribly harmful speech. Um, we've got a, a few... Uh, I want to give you a little ADF update, Alliance Defending Freedom, a little a, a litigation update on uh, on some of the transgender litigation, the athletic uh, uh, association, the school uh, athletic association in Connecticut, an update on that case. And also in the second hour, uh, Shannon Grady with the O'Ree County Republican Women's Club is going to be joining us. Yeah. So uh, look forward to having Shannon on the show. So lots to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope you'll stick with us. It's... Uh, A wonderful day here on the Grand Strand. We hope you'll uh, enjoy it, but stick with us for a couple more hours. We've got a lot to cover here on the program. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. I hope you cover the cat, the White House cat. Yeah, let's talk about the cat. Really important. Yeah. And more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Stay cool. Look good with Native Sons. Gotta get your business gear for hot weather. Businesses all over the southeast coast of South Carolina count on Native Sons. Cool shirts, great hats, sun-protected outerwear, all printed with your business logo. Native Sons is a native part of the Myrtle Beach area and can get you set up quickly. Just take a look at nativesons.com. Nativesons.com. Look good. Stay cool all summer long with Native Sons. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 7 34 on your saturday morning saturday june the 5th 2021 thanks for joining us here on the show 
wanted to get one quick little bit of uh, housekeeping out of the way. We talked earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually several weeks, we've been talking about the uh, forthcoming UFO report that the Department of Defense is going to publish. Thanks to a proviso inserted in one of the COVID relief bills by Senator, I believe it was Marco Rubio from Florida. And, of course, Tucker Carlson has been talking about this. He had them on again this week, and they anticipate that the report will be issued within the next uh, week or two. I don't think the actual report has been released, but there have been several leaks coming out of the Pentagon about the, what the substance of the report will say. And what we are hearing is it will not say much. Apparently, the DOD can neither confirm nor deny. And so there's... No evidence that confirms these TikTok, these uh, tic-tac looking uh, devices that are flying around our F-18s like they're standing still. Only video evidence. Only video evidence. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no compelling evidence that these are not of this world, and yeah, there's I, also no compelling evidence that they are not of this world. And they, I, I witness sights and video that probably doesn't mean anything in today's world. Right? Well, well, you know the, the the ones that showed up and were tracking the uh, the. Aegis defense cruiser, I forget which one, but they were, you know, follow, swarming, swarming yes. the, the cruiser. And, and so it was being tracked not by one individual, but by multiple individuals mm-hmm. in multiple ships mm-hmm. using multiple different systems. Uh, it's fairly compelling. Yeah. You know, that's fairly <laughs> yeah. compelling. And the one that splashed down into the ocean, yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah, the yeah. orb. Um, yeah. And so there's no compelling evidence that that's not of this world. And there's also yeah. no compelling evidence that it's something that's man-made. And the one that was traveling above just above the ocean at like mock speed yeah that one was very compelling yeah, uh, yeah. no no propulsion no visible signs no. of lift no. wings no, no wings no. just <laughs> so, so just moving, um, at just moving along at a, at a nice little healthy clip you know we've explored the earth pretty well but the oceans i've still yet to have been you know really documented uh yeah. because of the depth and the difficulty well what was that movie the abyss there have been a couple of movies um that have theorized that right. there could be whole ecosystems of aliens yeah. living down in the depths of the oceans, yeah. and we'd have no clue. Yeah. We'd, we'd be, you know, we'd be blissfully unaware. Right. So all the crackpots will be dialing in. I cannot <laughs> believe y'all are talking about this stuff. I want to remind y'all that this has been an ongoing topic of discussion on the Tucker Carlson show and other programs. Yeah. So we don't really know exactly where all this is headed. By the way, they also said, very helpfully, I might add, that they could not point to any evidence that this was the work of the Chinese or the Russians, but they also could not rule out that possibility. True. So, so basically, they're not really telling us anything. No, they, so, but the video is cool. The, yeah, the video is cool. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I thought when I when I thought about that, think about this. You know, right after the Berlin Wall fell, we had like a three or four year or a sort of little love affair with the Russians. And if y'all will remember, they released a lot of documents to us that they had previously closely guarded. And it turns out, I think I, I recall reading at some point during that time that they kind of had their own little version, similar version of the Project Blue Book. Mm-hmm. They also had the same sightings and yeah. they you know, had the same reaction, did not know what it was, were attempting to find out. And they basically reached the same results that, that we did. They didn't, right. they didn't figure it out. And they kind of swept it under the rug. Yeah. And so the idea that the Russians are in the know and that they know what's going on, and, and as far as the Chinese – They've made a national modus operandi out of stealing our technology. So they've True. been stealing our technology for 50 years. Yeah. So if they were sitting on a, 
on the mother load of extraterrestrial UFO technology, what would they need with all our right. intellectual I mean, property? Well, we've only got one spacecraft that they crashed in Area 51, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> they might have multiples. Yeah. I'll, see your, I'll see your spacecraft, and I'll raise you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, for a moment, buy the, the Russian or the Chinese argument. So I, it'll be interesting to see what this report actually does say, but I've got a feeling it's, it's going to be basically uh, nothing. So, All right, so James from Myrtle Beach says that UFO videos are a non-issue, and I'm not convinced anything could make it here from another inhabitable planet. What they have shown is not any more compelling than ancient aliens. Um, uh, James, check out Skywalker Ranch. That's a really weird show. It's it on Sky- the history. Skinwalker. Skinwalker. Okay. Skinwalker. Yeah, yeah I was actually going to ask you about that. You yeah. you suggested that. So this week, it's uh, it's you can stream it on Hulu. I'm sure you can get mm-hmm. it elsewhere. It's on the history history sh- channel. History yeah. channel. And I had never heard of Skinwalker Ranch until you, until you yeah. mentioned it to me. So I I searched for Skinwalker, and of course, it's this area in northeast Utah, um, where weird things happen radiation yeah. i mean radio waves i mean there's all kinds of weird magnetic uh yeah i mean and so, sightings yeah, like and crazy so, yeah and so about five minutes into it i'm like i'm not watching this but when you go back and i, I read online the history of the place is pretty interesting yeah and and there's some been some fairly compelling inexplicable events i mean look i my belief system has always been if uh if UFOs were out there, we would have seen them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe we have. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm sort of like James on this. I don't I don't really I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is we look at those videos. I don't I'm not aware. This doesn't mean anything, by the way, whether I'm aware of it or not. But I have no clue what sort of earthly technology would have produced that that stuff. Right. And then when I when I do the research on this show on the History Channel, and I, it's a fairly you know, it's a fairly well-documented series. I mean, they, they it looks to be pretty. I mean, it's television. I get that. Yeah, but, but it, they are taking the scientific approach. But they're they're attempting to uh, to take a scientific approach yeah. to the inquiry. And if you look at some of the things that have happened in the past um, at the at that site, it does kind of make you scratch your head. Yeah, cranial cavity swelling, um, you know, brain swelling, I believe it was, because yeah. they, they were digging, and that's yeah. the thing. They, they like, don't dig. When, the, when the name of the when the name of the first episode was Don't Dig a Hole, Bad Things Happen yeah. When You Dig, I yeah. thought, mm, yeah. I don't know. But it's a pretty interesting But they have show. an anomaly <laughs> that they want to check out. They had yeah. it scanned and radar scanned, and there's an anomaly, so yeah. check it out. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what that uh, show produces, but it is an interesting story be a great non- road trip if yeah it, if nothing else it's an interesting story so uh by the way i want to give a shout out while uh, i have a second to uh tim the car detail guy tim's a <laughs> loyal listener and a, and, a, and a supporter of the show but he did my um he did my truck this week did an ah. outstanding job taking care of uh of the of the sierra and uh, restored its lease on life. I know you've had uh, services, mm-hmm. similar services on your vehicles. But just did an outstanding job, so thank yeah. you, Tim. Also, what I learned, now I'm going to make some people mad when I say this, but I'm going to say it. I did not realize this. I should have known this. I, I felt like I knew this a long time ago. But apparently these automatic car washes, these, uh, you know, these mm-hmm. auto drive-through right. car washes that you see popping up everywhere. Yep. I thought maybe they had solved this problem, but these car washes are apparently not good for your paint job. Huh. Tim Tim sent me a um, a picture of, of the scratches on the paint and said, you realize that this is a result of taking your vehicle through these automated car washes. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And, and because the sand, apparently, this is Tim, yeah. Yeah. gets caught up in the 
spinning, rotating, big old, huge <laughs> we, we brush. That, a lot of sand here. Yeah. And uh, once it gets in, caught up in that thing, then the sand in the, uh, in the brush then scratches the paint as it spins moving down the side of your car. But anyway, so I'll pass that along for what it's worth. I know I'm making some people mad when I say that. I apologize. Well, he, he is an expert. But Tim is an expert, and he sent me some photos of the scratches on the paint. And I was thinking to myself, the truck's not looking real good. So, uh, but we caught it in time. He fixed it. He said it's all good to go. Used a little paint correction. Yeah, used a little uh, filler and got, you know, smoothed it out, buffed it out. So, all good. So, yeah, so thanks to Tim for a job well done. Y'all would be well served to check out uh, Tim's uh, operation. At, uh, and the, the, uh, the ceramic coating is unbelievable. I don't think I'll ever wax, uh, wax a car again. Yeah, well, one thing I, I will say that uh, I know he appreciates the uh, press. I don't want to turn it into an infomercial. But one of the things I noted is that um, if you're going to sell your car, mm-hmm. you'd be well served to go check him out, let him fix it before yep. you take it to get it priced. Yep. Because I can tell you, I'd get a lot more for the truck today than I would have gotten a week ago. And be, it would have been well worth what I paid Tim. Well, you get a lot more for the truck today than you would a year ago. No well, chips. <laughs> I mean, I saw I saw yesterday a, I don't know, a few year old, over $100,000, uh, over 100,000 mile Sierra that the dealer was giving him twenty three grand as a trade-in. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Chips are not available. And, yeah. you know, these vehicles take several chips. Yeah. So. It's basically a rolling computer. Yeah. That's what it is. Folks, it's uh, Saturday morning coffee. A lot to cover on the show. We'll try to get to more of it after the break, uh, after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey, it's Liz Calloway. And Nick Summers from the Liz Calloway Show. Yes, right here, weekdays 6 to 10. But you know what, Nikki? We have a great lineup on the weekend, too. Including Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, which airs every Saturday morning from 7 to 9. And guess what? Huh? You know how we just celebrated our second anniversary? Oh, yeah. Well, Reese Boyd is celebrating his second anniversary right here on Talk 94.5. Specifically, it's June 26th. So congratulations to Reese and Glenn and everybody at Saturday Morning Coffee on your success. Keep up the great work, guys. So don't forget to tune in every Saturday morning from 7 to 9. It's Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Check it out Saturdays, 7 to 9. And then stick around to hear the rest of our great Saturday morning lineup right here on Talk 94.5. Ready for that second cup of coffee? The Saturday Morning Coffee Hour with Reese Boyd on Talk 94.5. Is your Wi-Fi not reliable? Devices dropping their internet connections? Is your Wi-Fi or network slow? Hi, my name is Bob. My wife and I are locals. Our internet and Wi-Fi was always slow and unreliable. We were so frustrated. We are so happy that we connected with Rick at Premier Sound Satellite and Security in Myrtle Beach. Rick came to our home, outlined a plan to fix our internet problems within our budget. In no time, everything was taken care of. Rick even arranged for a new flat screen TV to be installed on our wall. Go with the experts. For more info, visit premiersoundmb.com. 
Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team. Greg, if you represent a seller in this market, how do you help them determine what the right listing price is in a market such as this? To determine the right listing price today, you have to look at the current pendings that are comparable. We don't even need to look at the closed sales because that's in the past. In an upward-trending market that's going up this quickly, we look at homes that are on the market that are for sale or have just gone pending, and that's what we're basing our pricing on, but you have to be careful not to overprice. When the home is on the market for more than 25 to 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So you got to be careful not to overprice it. Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call today. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention, something. Grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like a harpoon. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a man Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host. Thanks for sticking with us here on the show. It is 7.48 on your Saturday morning. Earlier in the show, we were talking about the speech given by President Biden on Tuesday to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. This uh, from CBS News, their take on it, becoming the first president to honor the victims in Tulsa of the two-day rampage by a white mob. For too long, the history of what took place here was told in silence, cloaked in darkness, Mr. Biden told the audience in his speech. But just because history is silent doesn't mean that it did not take place. And while darkness can hide much, it erases nothing. I don't know if you guys heard the speech, but it was really just an awful uh, display of division and race baiting and and really the the worst that a leader can do one of the things that politicians i think are called to do folks is to take the country that they lead if you're talking about the president or take the county that they lead if you're talking about a county councilman or the state that they lead if you're talking about a governor the 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 the, the role of the of the chief executive is to bring people together and to move the body forward, move the body politic forward, move this nation forward, move our state forward, bring us together in a way that will advance everyone's cause in a way that will be the environment with the rising tide that lifts all the boats. And we have a whole class of politicians, namely Democrats, mostly in power now, that are doing nothing but sowing the seeds of division and destruction. And I can't imagine that there are people that are willing to play this game with them. But the obvious answer is these are the people who are benefiting. These are the people who are on the take. They're either accreting power or they're accreting money. 
and there, or both. That's and, not what Biden promised us. No, when he, he promised. Got elected. Yeah, I'm going to be a new way. I'm going to be mm-hmm. the new, the new, the new path for bring us together. Yeah, I'm going to unity. So I want to play a little bit of this uh, speech, Glenn. I didn't even test this connection here. Let me see what it sounds like. Hmm. Um, My fellow Americans. This is the Tulsa speech that Biden gave on Tuesday. It was a massacre. So he's saying, let's not call it a riot because it was a massacre. Among, Among the worst in our history, but not the only one. And for too long, forgotten by our history. As soon as it happened, there was a clear effort to erase it from our memory, our collective memories. If my memory is correct, there were 37 members of the House of Representatives who were open members of the Klan. The Ku Klux Klan. Five, if I'm not mistaken, it could have been seven, I think it was five, members of the United States Senate, open members of the Klan. Multiple governors were open members of the Klan. Most people didn't realize that a century ago, the Klan was founded just six years before the horrific destruction here in Tulsa. And one of the reasons why it was founded was because of guys like me who are Catholic. It wasn't about African Americans then. It was about making sure that all those Polish and Irish and Italian and Eastern European Catholics who came to the United States after World War I would not pollute Christianity. Well, let, me, let, me, let me stop him for a minute there, because you can't imagine the dishonesty of what he is saying. It is unbelievable that a president would engage in, in this level of, you know, intellectual dishonesty with the nation that he leads it's it's unbelievable yeah i mean he talks about the members of the house who were or or, or were members of the klu klux klan does he realize who he's talking about uh wasn't he a member of the house yeah well he's he's talking about the democratic party <laughs> yeah yeah when he's talking yeah. about the democratic yeah. party these people these five senators these 37 house members yeah were by and large, if not exclusively, Democrats. Democrats. And and the Democrat, the, the DNA that flows through the Democratic Party is the same DNA that illuminated and energized the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> and, and by the way, one of the senators that he's talking about, one of the senators is, is none other than Robert Byrd. And let me share this with you. This is another little, I mean, this is just unbelievable. Like I said, the, the dishonesty of this guy is, is off the charts. It is hard to fathom how devious and dishonest this guy is. This is his eulogy of none other than Robert Byrd was probably the longest serving senator, I think, ever. He was even maybe longer than even Strom Thurmond. And he was like a grand dragon in the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, he was a, he was a, a devote an avowed racist, and he 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 made no apologies for his 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 beliefs. It was, and this is Joe Biden, the same Joe Biden that you just heard talking about how evil we are, apparently flawed, deeply flawed as a nation because we have members of Congress and members of the Senate who were members of the Ku Klux Klan. This is the same Joe Biden 
talking about not just one of those senators, but the preeminent senator who was like a grand dragon of the Klan. Here he is. This is 2010, I think, when he eulogized Robert Byrd. And Robert C. Byrd was the fierce, most fierce defender of not only the state, but the way of life. I think the most fierce defender that probably this state has ever known in its history. He was devoted to all of you like few senators in the 37 years I was there, 36 plus years I was there, that I've ever, ever known. He was fiercely devoted, as you've all heard, to his principles. Yeah, racist principles. Even once he became power. Grand Dragon. He always spoke yeah. truth to power. Standing up for the people he proudly was part of, and you've heard it many times a day, but it bears repeating again in defense of the Constitution he revered. I always wore a flag pin, but I was afraid he'd be looking down today because every time I'd wear the flag pin on the floor, he would grab me, take my pin, and put on a Constitution pin. That's the pin I'm wearing. So, boss... I'm wearing the pin. Yeah. So, so that's Joe Biden talking about Robert Byrd, eulogizing him at his funeral in 2010. And, and that's the same Joe Biden who was a member Robert of the KKK. Robert said many things, but he once said, as long as there is a form in which questions can be asked. By the way, I also inserted this little bit. This is also from the eulogy of Robert Byrd. I want to play this for you all as well. Because listen to what uh, I found this interesting. Listen to what uh, our own president had to say about the filibuster and in the Senate at the uh, funeral of Senator Robert Byrd. Hold on one second. I'll bring that back up. Which questions can be asked by men and women who do not stand in awe of a chief executive. And one can speak as long as one's feet will allow one to stand. He's talking about the filibuster. He's talking about the filibuster, and that's Robert Byrd talking Mm. about how important the filibuster is in democracy in America. And so I'm wondering, does that mean we don't have to worry about more efforts from this president to go after the filibuster? Well, uh, he needs to get his Wikipedia people to change because uh, Robert Byrd on Wikipedia served for over 51 years in the Senate for West Virginia. And it goes through his political life and his Ku Klux Klan life as well. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, well-documented, folks. So anyway, I want to get to more of that speech. We'll unpack it. And um, and we'll unpack it. Let's see. I, let's see. I actually want to continue with the eulogy just real quick. I want to wrap that up. The liberties of the American people will be secure. Talking about the filibuster. Eleven presidents knew Robert C. Byrd. He served, as he pointed out, concurrently with them, not under them. And eleven presidents, where they all here and two are here, can attest to the fact that he always showed respect but never deference, and he stood in awe of none. So that's Joe Biden, folks, eulogizing uh, Senator Robert Byrd, who he now has summarily trashed in Tulsa as an yet one more indication of how America, the United States, is a systemically racist country. So the, the dishonesty of this guy is unbelievable. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. So we'll get to more of that after the break. Stick with us. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be back with more 
Joe Biden, and I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. It's time for the second hour of the Reese Boyd Radio Show, Saturday Morning Coffee, here on Talk. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.07 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. I hope uh, your Saturday morning's going well. Thanks for sharing it with us. Just before the uh, break, we were unpacking the truly awful speech that the president gave in uh, Tulsa on Tuesday to commemorate the 100th anniversary of what's being dubbed in the mainstream media, the Tulsa race massacre. Uh, folks, I think the, the history of that event is a lot more complex than what we are being told. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't simply just a massacre. I think it's obviously more complicated than that, but I'm really focusing this morning. We're really focusing on the speech that the president gave and how just unpresidential it was, how divisive, how harmful, um, you know, the irony is he's ostensibly gone to Tulsa to heal long, simmering race wounds. And he give he gives a speech that really does nothing so much as it stokes the fires of racial uh, dissension and animus in this culture. Like we need more of that. It's just unbelievable. So let's pick it up again. We were just hearing the president's version of the history of the Ku Klux Klan. And you, you haven't heard this, I don't believe, in the mainstream media, but I think you'll, uh, I think you need to hear this. This is, uh, again, Joe Biden in Tulsa this Tuesday. Jewish and Italian and Eastern European Catholics who came to the United States after World War I would not pollute Christianity. Pollute Christianity. I mean, so what the president is saying, maybe not explicitly, but very clearly implicitly saying is the Ku Klux Klan was founded by Christians who were concerned that outside immigrants and actually not even at the moment, he's talking about not even African-Americans, but that outside immigrants were going to pollute Christianity here in the States. It's, this is just, this is overt, explicit religious bigotry is what this is. And it's being practiced by the POTUS, by the chief executive. This is, this is really unbelievable. Folks, it's really unbelievable. I, I, I'm, I listened to it. I had to listen to the speech a couple of times just to really get my arms around just how awful it is. But let's continue. The flames and those burning crosses torched every region, every region of the country. Millions of white Americans belonged to the Klan. And they weren't even embarrassed by it. Weren't even they were embarrassed. They are proud. And that hate became embedded systematically and systemically in our laws and our culture and the democratic party yeah we do ourselves no favors by pretending none of this ever happened systemically and systematically you you see where he's going with this folks you i assume you you pick up on these magic words i hope you guys are smart enough and that you've realized 
that you really have to listen for the magic words. You have to listen for the talking points. You have to listen for the president to use these words. It's systemic. It's systematic. You don't even realize you're a racist. But guess what? Because you grew up white in America after 1940 in, or after 1860, not many of you around, but yeah. if you grew up in, in, in America as a white person after 1940, apparently you're a racist and there's nothing you can do about it. It's systemic. It's systemic. Yeah. You're just by virtue of being here. Yeah. And not being a POC, which is a person of color, by definition, you're a racist. It's just, I mean, the logic of this, don't try to figure it out, folks. There, there really is none. But the logic of this is just baffling. It's inexplicable. But this is what drives their thoughts, and it then drives their words. And most frighteningly, it's what's driving their actions and their policy. But this is what your president, this is what your president was up to this week. Or it doesn't impact us today because it does still impact us today. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. No. And not what we should know. No. We need some critical race theory. We need some critical race theory in our schools to help us figure this out. That's... Dinners and mom and pop shops. He's talking about the riot. And have been passed down. All the property that was destroyed. Imagine what could have been done for black families in Greenwood. Or financial security and generational wealth. You come from back lines like my, my, my family, working class, middle class families. The only way we ever able to generate any wealth is equity in our homes. Now, did y'all catch that? Yeah. <laughs> his working class family, the only way his working class family was ever able to generate wealth was the equity in his home. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. The only way that the Bidens have ever been to amass wealth is by peddling influence folks and it has nothing to do with the equity in their home i mean it may have something to do with the vacation homes that they have bought with the millions they have been paid by the k street lobbyists and others who have been looking to get their foot in the door but we call that peddling influence it has nothing to do with home equity and it has nothing to do with the american dream it's called corruption yeah it's foul and it is the biden family modus operandi i mean the the, the dishonesty of this speech is truly impossible to measure. I mean, it is a baffling speech. I can't imagine that a sitting president of the United States would even give the speech, but it shows just how devious and how dishonest the president is. I don't think he wouldn't know the truth if it fell out of the sky and hit him like a, you know, and hit him like a, like a bowling ball. Yeah. I mean, it, it would literally be unrecognizable to him. So, uh, Funny Imagine that, what they, oh, what's that? I was just going to say, funny that they he's saying we can't forget this. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that they are trying to get us to forget. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, when he talks about all the businesses that were destroyed in in the yeah. in the riot, when he talks about all the the family businesses that were destroyed, what he's doing is he's 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 setting the stage for telling you that if it weren't for this riot a hundred years ago, that there would be a flowering, flourishing minority community in Tulsa and across Oklahoma that would be terribly wealthy mm-hmm. because that was what they had going. Yeah. And the only reason it's not is because of this bunch of white people that got together and, and had a had a race massacre is what they're called. And he's talking about the destruction of property, but we've just recently had a lot of destruction of property, cities, oh, and whole cities it doesn't come out of the mouth. I yeah. mean, <sighs> he's not worried about Portland circa 2021, Mm -hmm. but he's very upset, or 2020 slash 2021, but he's very upset about Tulsa 100 years ago. So it's it's just really, truly baffling. It seems that he's purposely driving the race, 
the divide. I mean, purposely driving it. We're, we're, we, ha- we haven't, he hasn't been to the border and taken care of that. I no. mean, there's so many other things to deal with that are urgent right now. And we're talking about something that happened years ago, first president in history to ever acknowledge that yeah. massacre. Yeah. Massacre. Yeah, the 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 absolute uh, just absolute dishonesty of yeah. this speech is is really unfathomable. It's uh, so I'm going to hit a couple more highlights here, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Like underinvestment from state and federal governments denied Greenwood even just a chance of rebuilding. So basically, basically, find the- basically, what he's saying is we need a bunch of tax money, yeah. so we're going to have to tax everybody more, which they are doing. So that they can pass out money to people based on the color of their skin. Yep. That's where this government is headed. That's where this president is headed. In the white community, you're paying more for your auto insurance. Yeah, this was truly bad. Shockingly, I want y'all to listen. To this. Owned by the white family. And I might add, and I- he basically says, a, a house that's owned by a white family. The same house owned by a black family is worth less and offers no data to support it. And uh, yet he just represents it as truth. Then he makes this. He switches gears to auto insurance and says black families pay more for it's, it's a truly it's, a, it's astonishingly, astonishingly baffling speech. Help if you have an answer this one. I can't figure this one out. Congressman Horsford. But if you live in a black community. And there's another one on the other side of the highway. It's a white community. It's built by the same builder. And you have a better driving record than the guy with the same car in the white community. You're paying more for your auto insurance. Shockingly, the percentage of black American homeownership is lower today in America than when the Fair Housing Act was passed more than 50 years ago. Lower today. That's wrong. I don't believe that at all. We're committed to changing that. Just imagine if instead of denying millions of Americans the ability to own their own home and build generational wealth, we made it possible for them to buy a home and build equity into that, into that home and provide for their families. So what Biden is saying is that all these federal programs have not worked. And so, you know, think about this. The, the federal government efforts to increase home ownership the president is saying have not worked. By the way, I want you all to think about this. Go back to 1960 and the war on poverty. Have we eliminated poverty? The number of children in America growing up in poverty is decreased somewhat. But if you look at the number of children in the African-American community, when the Great Society legislation was enacted in 1960, the majority of African-American children grew up in a two-parent home that was a family situation that it was what we have come to believe in this country is the, is the fundamental building block of, of, of culture, of our society. If you look at the impact of the Great Society legislation that has, that, that has happened over the last several decades, the situation is now reversed. The majority of African-American children grow up in single-parent homes. So these programs that the government has implemented to increase home ownership, to end poverty, to save uh, African-American families, to save children, to help children, they've had exactly the reverse impact. Right. And so they're not working. And, and the president is even admitting 
that federal efforts to increase home ownership amongst the African-American community have not worked. But he's saying what we need is more taxes and more money to be passed out. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, and it's not how's the cat doing, how's, what kind of ice cream are you eating. But, hey, Joe, you've been in politics for 40 years. It's coming up now. Like, what have you done in the 40 yeah. years to What's help he been doing the, in the cause? 36 years he was in the Senate. Nada. There's one of the one of the piece I wanted to play real quick, and um, let's go to a break, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll get to that. But there's one piece I wanted to play for you guys about black entrepreneurship. Truly phenomenal statement, and there's so much in this speech that we could unpack. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to this one last piece after these words from our sponsors. It's Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. We'll be right back. Don't leave town. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 823 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing your Saturday with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We're looking at the truly awful speech the president gave in Tulsa this week, unpacking it. And what I've realized as I've tried to unpack this for you is we could spend all day talking about this speech because every sentence the president said leads me to three or four paragraphs of explanation and and disambiguation uh, over what is probably one of the most intellectually dishonest speeches I've ever heard a president give. It's really that bad. And it's not just intellectually dishonest, but it's just devious. Racist. It's racist. It's, yeah. it's over racism. Yeah. It's bigotry. It's bigoted. And uh, you're not hearing that in the mainstream media, but you need to know what your president said. And I use that term formally, not not endearingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is your president at the moment, but uh, nonetheless, you need to know what he is out there saying. And so I want to pick up. There's one other piece. Uh, we're not going to get to the whole thing. We've got more audio, but uh, we've got to move on. But there's yep. one more piece I want to share with you. It's from uh, the same speech, and he's talking about small business and entrepreneurship in the African-American community. Second, small businesses are the engines of our economy and the glue of our communities. As president, my administration oversees hundreds of billions of dollars in federal contracts for everything from refurbishing decks of aircraft carriers and installing railings in federal buildings to professional services. We have a thing called, I won't go into it all, there's not enough time now, but I'm determined determined to use every taxpayer's dollar that is assigned to me to spend. I'm going to do it. Going to American companies and American workers. Wait for it. Build, that build American products. Wait for and as it. As part of that, 
I'm going to increase the share of the dollars the federal government spends to small disadvantaged businesses, including black and brown small businesses. Right now, it's for 10 percent. I'm going to move that to 15 percent of every dollar spent will be spent on that. Wow. A lot of... A lot of applause. A lot of applause from the folks in Tulsa. Primarily, I'll, I'll note this for the record in case you didn't see it. A, a largely, almost, nearly exclusively African American audience. It was a mixed crowd, but a lot of it was clearly a partisan crowd that he was speaking to. And by the way, he's referring to minority contract set asides in federal contracting practices. He's taking that from ten percent to fifteen percent. And so, folks, you've heard the president now say in many different ways this morning how bad, racist, evil the country is, how it was run, at least for the better part of our history, by the Ku Klux Klan, apparently. What he did not tell you is how the Democratic Party and the Ku Klux Klan are tightly and closely intertwined. They share the same DNA. Mm. The very same Ku Klux Klan grand dragon, Senator Robert Byrd, that he demonized in this speech in Tulsa is the very same senator that he eulogized at length at uh, in West Virginia at the senator's funeral in 2010 when he basically lifted him up to near deity status. So I want you to remember what this guy has said, and the controversy is uh, is just it, it's the 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 inconsistency. And the things that comes out of this guy's mouth are just unbelievable. But let's talk about minority contracting for just one second. Because you're being told how evil this country is. You've heard uh, this president say that COVID-19 is an indication of institutional racism in this country. Apparently everything that we see around us today are indications, is indications of the institutional racism, the systemic racism. As you heard him say again in this speech in Tulsa, it's all systematic you don't even realize you're a racist, but you are. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share one observation with y'all. I don't know if y'all know about we, this country is not perfect, but we have been working hard for hundreds of years now. Maybe not hundreds, but over a, well over 100 years to come to terms with our moral failings. It has been a struggle. But we are not a systemically evil country. There is no country on the planet that has done more to overcome poverty, to advance the cause of freedom, to advance the material standards of the people who are blessed enough to live here of any color Mm -hmm. than the United States of America. And many people, there's so many things that we have done to in an effort to right the wrongs of the past. We could spend an entire show talking about those things. Affirmative action. Uh, set aside uh, racial preferences in uh, college and professional school admissions. Um, the equal opportunity uh, statutes that in, in employment that provide protections for minorities, uh, but don't provide protections for people who are not of color. I mean, if you're a woman, you can get protection under the EEOC. But if you're a white male, it is open season. I can't tell you how many times I've had people call my office who have been treated like the underside of a doormat by their employer but and, re, and relieved of a job that they had had for years. But because they are a white male of moderate age, there is nothing I can do for them. And that's been the law for decades now, folks. And so this country has been working hard. And by the way, we've been unfair in the way we've administered justice to some people 
based on the color of their skin. And by that, I mean primarily white males, simply because we are trying to, quote, unquote, make amends for the wrongs of the past. But let's talk about minority contract set-asides in federal contracting for minority-owned businesses. You heard the president say he wants to take it from 10% to 15%. Mm -hmm. There is an incredible amount of money that is passed through plenty of businesses based solely on the color of the skin of the owner. I'll share this story with you all. And by the way, it is based on a long since past event. I've moved a couple of times, so don't try to figure out who this person is. But in a different city, in a different day, when I was practicing law somewhere else, my phone rang and one of my clients was on the other end. And he said, "Uh, Reese, we need your help. We need you to help us find a, we're, we're opening a new location. We got a new venture going and we need to find a partner. And so I said, great, I can, not a typical request I get every day, but I can help you with what, I mean, it's our job to help our clients and we'll do whatever we need to do to help them get their, their, their deals done. Right. And I said, what are you looking for in a partner? And they said, well, we're basically looking for somebody who's African-American. We're going to take care. We're going to, in this new venture, we're going to take advantage of minority contract set aside. So we're just looking for a minority Uh. partner. And so I said, okay, I get that. So you're looking for somebody who is uh, business savvy, knows about, knows how to run a business, knows, would be familiar with your business and would be an asset to you in the operation of the business. You want somebody who knows the ropes. No, no, we really don't need that. We just need somebody to be black. A poster child. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, all right, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. So I'm sitting here wondering, what is this person going to do? I said, so let me, let me, let me make sure I understand what we're looking for here. So Maybe they don't need to be a good business person. Maybe you're not going to involve them in the day-to-day operations. But you obviously, you want somebody who's kind of a mover and a shaker, who is well-known, well-connected in the community, can get out and can help you market the business and build business, build revenue, uh, recruit new clients, attract new, uh, you know, attract new opportunities to the business. You want somebody who's savvy and, you know, kind of, you know, well-known in the community. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> eh, not so much. No, we just need them to be black. And wow. I said, so let me get this straight. You're not asking for money. Oh, and the, oh, I forgot the first question. I said, well, how much money are you going to ask this person to invest right. in this branch of the business? Because obviously, if you, if you get a piece of the business, you typically would you know, be an equity partner. Mm-hmm. You'd require to be put up some equity. Mm-hmm. You know? A little a, skin in the game. A little skin in the <laughs> no game. No pun intended. Yeah, that's a very good pun. <laughs> yeah. and, I said, and they said, no, no, we're not really looking for an investment. We don't need a financial partner. We just need a business partner. That was the first part of the conversation that I, uh, that mm-hmm. I skipped over. So I'm like, okay, so no money, no business experience, no involvement in the day-to-day operation, not even any sideline uh, marketing support or anything like that. So what are you, let me just get this straight and make sure I, you guys just need a black person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what we need. And, and so the bottom line, folks, is, and this person was going to make money off of this business and, and have a piece of a business, a significant piece of a business that over time was going to be very valuable. Mm-hmm. And this person, the only thing that they needed to possess was a certain skin color. Yeah. It's like winning the lottery. And, and, and my, my point to y'all is <laughs> that on. is not an isolated story. Wow. That happens again and again and again every day in this country because that is the federal, that is the federal way. That is the way your federal government allocates your tax dollars. So my point to mm-hmm. you is 
not to make you necessarily angry about that, but to tell you that your federal government has been hard at work for decades on your behalf trying to right the wrongs, the ostensible wrongs, and there were certainly wrongs, of the past. And, and that let's don't even go down the path of how many people died to heal the wounds that slavery inflicted on this nation. Let's don't even go down the path of the hundreds of millions of dollars of property that was destroyed largely in the South, almost exclusively in the South, as a result of the Civil War. I mean, there are so many paths that we could go down, but we don't really have time on this show to go down those paths. So I want you all to think about that. Your government, your society, your federal government has been working hard to fix these issues on your behalf, and yet you have a president who would say these kinds of things about the country that you live in, the country that you support with your tax dollars. It's truly offensive, y'all. It's truly offensive. After these words from our sponsors, we're going to switch gears, folks. We've got uh, Shannon Grady in the studio with us. She's going to be talking about the Ori County Republican Women's Club and what's going on with her gals. And she's got a lot to share with us. So we'll uh, switch gears to something a little lighter after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. He is indeed a chain breaker. It is uh, 8.39 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us, folks, here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, Spent a lot of time this morning talking about that speech that the president gave in Tulsa, but want to switch gears to our very special guest joining us here in the studio. It is our own Shannon Grady. Shannon, good morning. Uh, good morning, Reese. Great to be doing? here. Good to be with you. Thanks for coming in. You are the president of the Ory County Republican Women's Club, and I think you've got a big event coming up in a few weeks. We wanted to go ahead and give you a chance to uh, give us an update on that, what's going on with the club. And you've got a new meeting location that's coming up. That so- is correct. We are doing some big things. Um, yeah. We have been, for the last two years, meeting at Magnolia's on 26th. Um, so they have been very faithful to us. We've really appreciated that. But good news, we've outgrown the room. Um, so we had to go out on a search for a new location to fit yep. in the large group. And we have found it in Rio's Brazilian Steakhouse in Myrtle Beach. 
Now, there are two locations. There's one in North Myrtle. Our meeting is going to take place in Myrtle Beach, so we're very excited about that. Yeah. Um, and the first meeting to take place there at Rio's will take place on June 14th. Same time, though, 1130 to 1. Yeah. Uh, and we are really looking forward to that. And I think the ladies are excited. Um, so it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And and men can also come to your meetings. I've been coming to your meetings. You guys have been growing like crazy. Absolutely. We are averaging 25 new members a month, Yeah. which means we're on pace right now to be at over 200 before the end of the summer. Wow. So that meant the location that we would use is going to have to house more than 150, 200 people. So Rio's yeah. fits that bill nicely. They um, can you know, adequately accommodate about 400 people, and yeah. we expect to get to that number. Yeah, that's awesome. So now what is the, what would you say the purpose of the O'Ree County Republicans Women Club is? Well, our primary purpose is to help empower women. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to talk about, uh, you know, that kind of thing. We just got through talking about how uh, it shouldn't be no, the color okay. of your skin or the content. But at this point can, in time, uh, you can say it. You can say right? It. Okay, great. <laughs> it, it is an opportunity to allow women have to have greater access to really making a difference. Uh, but yeah. we do, as you said, we we have men in our group as well, and so they're they're an integral part of our uh, of our club as well. But we want to make sure that a couple things happen. One, we mm-hmm. want to keep Ori County red. Um, we feel that the, the delegation that we have has done a great job representing our conservative values, and so we want to make sure that those individuals who've been elected uh, continue to be in office and doing that good job. And um, then we want to bring in some brilliant speakers, some great um, training, if you will, for some of our ladies to get involved, maybe perhaps run for office themselves. Yeah. And so that brings us to the event that's coming up in July mm-hmm. that is going to be, I think, uh, explosive, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard you got a, you got a couple of great speakers coming in. Right. Yeah. Um, Scott Pressler, who spoke at CPAC and is mm-hmm. really he's a rising superstar in the conservative movement. He has graciously said he would take time and fit us into his schedule. He's a very busy guy, and he's going to come and speak. And we also have a, a young lady who has a radio or a, a vlog, if you will, uh, Lucretia Hughes uh, mm-hmm. down in Georgia. She's going to come up and join us. And then we have our very own Myrtle Beach superstar, Savannah Craven, is yeah. going to perform a couple of her songs. Yeah. And if you're not aware, she has recently been selected to play alongside James O'Keefe in the uh, Oklahoma yeah. So it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty exciting. That is so awesome. You know, I don't know if you know this. Savannah made her radio debut on this show. She dropped her single. That's fantastic. Her the first uh, single on uh, this show Be Like Candace. Be Like Candace. Be yeah. Like Candace. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're that's one of our little uh uh you know, notches. That's one of the notches on our uh, on our post uh, that we let uh, Savannah dropped her Be Like Candace single right here on Saturday morning coffee so that was a that was one of our that's one of well, our congratulations one of our little success stories one one day so we're proud of her and i think she's going to do great things she is indeed in fact um she released another one that's called heaven is full now it's a it's a lot uh, it's heavier yeah. than the uh, be like candace yeah. but it is powerful i've seen that uh, it seen resonates yeah. uh, i think the first time i watched it it really it brought me to tears uh, mm-hmm. it, it really talks on pro-life issues and it's it's, it's powerful i shared her videos i, I share her videos and i um, sent one of them to a, a couple of friends of mine, and, and we were talking about it. And they said, "You know, I'm not really a fan of rap music, but I love the message. Right. The message is so powerful; it's so authentic. You know that she's giving you just the authentic Savannah Craven, right. and uh, it's just um, really amazing stuff that she's putting out. 
Um, so we're looking forward to that. What's the date on that event again? That's going to be July 12th. Now, we do have tickets that you're going to need to purchase, and mm-hmm. those are $30. That is going to include a spectacular lunch there at Rio's. You know, yeah. it comes everything, your food, your drinks, and your tip. And then the food, um, the food is awesome, right? The food is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, what what I've said about Savannah, kind of to tap on what you just said, is that it, it may not be your kind of music, but it is your kind of message. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is this is such an important club for folks to get involved in because one of the things that I think you guys really excel at is educating people and also empowering. You use yes. that word, empowering people. To get involved and make a difference. Absolutely. Which is what we, we need everybody to do that. Everybody to do that. Right. There's a lot of talk about unity, whether you talk mm-hmm. at the national level or even the local level, but there's not a lot of action, yeah. actionable unity. Yeah. So I like to think that the ladies group that uh, that I'm you know, honored to be in charge of right now, we are actually going out. We're doing that grassroots effort to create that unity. And so in that vein, one of the things that we've decided to tackle as a goal in our group is to register 20,000 new Republican voters here in Horry County uh, yeah. over the next year. Now, I, I say 20,000, that, that number's not random. It's because I, I work as a realtor in my other life. Mm-hmm. And um, on yeah, average... We, we all have day jobs. It's, right. it's okay. <laughs> exactly. On average, about 55 families a day are moving into the Horry County area. So if you do quick right. math on that, that's, that's a little over 20,000 a year. Now, I'm not dumb. I understand that some of those folks are not going to be Republicans. But we understand that we need to grow our party. That is the only way that we can stem the flow of Democrats into our state. And as I'm sure you're both aware, um, Stacey Abrams has set up a couple of offices down there in uh, Hilton Head and I believe Charleston now as well. So she's trying to Georgia our South Carolina, and we're going to be the bulwark against that to make sure it does not happen. She's trying to leverage her efforts in Georgia in a, in another Absolutely. jurisdiction. Absolutely. A, a lot of weird stuff coming out of Georgia lately, I'll just say yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I would um, encourage people to do is is follow you guys on Facebook. You guys have a Facebook page. That is correct, yeah. You can find us on Facebook at Horry County Republican Women's Club. Yeah. We are yeah. also in the process of putting together a web page. That should be up within the next week to two weeks. Oh, good. Oh, good. And how can folks find these tickets that they need for the July 14th event? You can reach out to me uh, on Facebook through the club. You can also contact me. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'll actually give you my cell phone number oh, so you can good. reach out to oh, me. Yeah. And, dial, uh, dial for bucks. Yeah, dial you, for dollars, y'all. <laughs> that's it. You can call me. You can text me. It's uh, 803-627-2393. And those tickets will be available to the public uh, after the 14th. I want to give my members the first shot. So after the 14th, when we have our meeting, the ladies and the gentlemen there get an opportunity to purchase those tickets. We will then make them available to the public. And I tell you, I've had a lot of questions and demands and calls for those tickets already. So we fully expect to sell out. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and of course, the club. At, this is is not a one-off. It, you meet every month. How often? That what, is what? correct. We meet every second Monday. Okay. So uh, Ju- June 14th is our next meeting. July 12th is that event. And then I got to tell you, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. We have another amazing event that's going to happen August 9th. Uh, I'm a former politics writer. 
And so Anne-Marie Merle, who was my, my direct boss, if you will, and Morgan Brittany are both going to come up and speak. And they are spectacular. Um, they've gone on book tours and yeah. shared information and, and written a couple books together and been on Fox and Friends and several other mm-hmm. channels spoken at CPAC. So they're also a great dynamic duo. So it is going to be a fun, exciting, uh, educational summer for the Women's Club. Awesome. And where will the August 9th? event be it will also be at rio's oh good very good now it is the orie county republican women's club but men can also participate yeah in fact men men can become associate members and and as i said they are a very integral part of our group Uh, i'll throw out one name that i think you're familiar with that's mr don baum Mm -hmm. with red hats he has been yeah megan he has been uh such a super friend to our group he's assisted us with everything from sound to setting up and in like terms we also work alongside don so we are helping uh, to support him on the 14th of June for his event that's yep. happening that evening at the Asher Theater. Yeah, we've got an event coming up for Red Hats on June the 14th at mm-hmm. the Asher Theater, and uh, also something that I would encourage people to yes. check out. And I will uh, I'll post a link to that information. Don, put that out this week. I'll post a link to that on the uh, Saturday morning coffee page. She's hat number 1307. Yes. That Don's is there. correct. Yeah. Yes, Don, that is correct. Yeah. Don Bound checking yeah, in on the listening. PCRXcomputers.com text line. Good morning, Don. So, uh, Shannon, and by the way, it's perfectly all right that you won't let us be full-fledged members. You know, we're we're white <laughs> yeah. ma- we're white males. Yeah, right. yeah. We're accustomed to being, you know, treated yes. as second-class citizens. It's mm. perfectly. We were talking about it earlier, obviously. Mm. But you know, one of the things that uh, I think um, we can do is we get people involved, we educate people, and we've got to figure out a way to have all these people moving into the county not try to bring their politics with them absolutely absolutely to to because they're moving here for a reason sure they're leaving the high tax area high tax areas they're leaving the the areas that are many of them coming from blue states exactly and i think what we've got to help them understand is is look you know you came here for a reason right and i think a lot of times what happens is the folks come here because exactly what you said they don't want the high taxes they don't want the high cost of living but then they get here and they forget why they came and suddenly they go back to their old ways. so we're going to remind them why they came gently so (laughs) so and that's a the lord's work let me assure you that is is the lord's work because we don't need new york south here in in, in ory county so we got to take a quick break, a little obscene profit timeout. Can you stick around for absolutely? Thing? All right, very good. We'll uh, we'll have a little more chat with uh, Shannon after the break. Stick with us, folks. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday morning coffee on Talk 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You've made it to the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. We're talking to Shannon Grady. Shannon is the president of the Mer- of the Ory County Republican Women's Club. Got a couple of events coming up that we've been talking about. And so, Shannon, one of the things that we were talking about earlier off camera or off, off mic uh, was, you know, what the Republican Party stands for and the importance of outreach to these people who are coming in from out of state. But also, uh, in particular, we were talking about Savannah Craven earlier and the importance of minority outreach. Because Absolutely. I see, you know, this this thing in Tulsa that the president did. I don't even want to call it a speech. It right. really doesn't even qualify as a speech. It was just misinformation. It was divisive. Uh, it was propaganda. It was democratic. Gaslighting. It was gaslighting. Absolutely. It was gaslighting. Um, it really strikes me that there is a growing percentage of the minority communities in this country of all stripes, but uh, including the African-American community, who are sort of wising up. Absolutely. And they, they realize that they have been taken for granted. They've been played, yep. that, that they are not really full participants in the process. They are pawns in the process. Yes. And the Democratic Party has used them. And you, you made a great point uh, during the break that, you know, what pr- the president said about the Ku Klux Klan was demonstrably not true. It, absolutely It was false. an absolutely false statement. Call it a lie. Call it misinformation for whatever reason. But he wanted to make it uh, sound like it was some sort of outreach arm of the church to counter the, the influence of ca- uh, Catholicism no. coming into the country through immigrants. The Ku Klux Klan was started after the Civil War as a response to Reconstruction. Yes, which was the Republicans' uh, which attempt. Was the, yeah, the yeah, Republican Party. To create equality for the freed slaves. And, I, you know, again, we all have multiple lives. And, and prior to, to my current life, I was an educator, and I taught history for over 28 years. So listening to your show and listening to his speech, I, I kept thinking to myself, he would have gotten a great big F in my class because yeah. he was clearly uh, ill-informed. I, keep, I kept asking myself, what country is he talking about? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Democrat, I'm not sure he knows either, to be I honest. I don't think he does. The Democrats, folks, are governing a country that you and I do not recognize. And if we allow them to remain in power, they will transform this country into a country that we don't recognize. That's right. And that's why it's so important that we continue to have that outreach. And um, I tell you, the more and more I see that we have a great diversity within our party, it's just that the, the Democrats do their best not to highlight that. They want to they want to pretend that it doesn't exist. They want to pretend that the Savannah Cravens, the Lucretia Hughes, and the Scott Pressers don't exist within the Republican Party. But they do. They do. Yeah. And uh, it's a great thing, and I'm excited about extending that even further yeah. and making everyone realize that the Republican Party is welcoming. We are not the bigoted, uh, racist party that we've been made out to be at yeah. all. So any parting thoughts for our listeners? Anything you want to share in parting? I just want to encourage everybody, if you're not involved, please reach out get involved. If, yeah. you, if you have any questions about how you can get involved, uh, don't hesitate to call me again, uh, that number, 803-627-2393. I'll be glad to point you in the direction that you would want to go. And I look forward to seeing many of you on the 12th, uh, if you want to come out and hear Scott Pressler and LaCrystia Hughes and, of course, Savannah Craven. We encourage you to do that. So uh, thank you so much for letting me come out here and share a little bit, Reese. Appreciate it. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show, Shannon, and great to have you in the studio. So come back anytime. Absolutely. uh, Thank you. Great to have you on. Folks, uh, you've come to the uh, conclusion of another episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. Um, That is the uh, parting wisdom segment. Let me leave you in the the parting moments, as we always do, with this bit of wisdom uh, from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And uh, you guys have a great day. Stick around. After uh, a few commercial breaks, we've got uh, more great programming in the form of Tom Heron and Up With America. So stick around. And uh, you guys have a great Saturday. Be blessed. And we'll see you right back here next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.